going to say 321. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our next, our newest Facebook Live video and newest podcast recording. I'm your Director of Communications and Public Policy, Tony Heil, with our friend, Captain Board Member, Delaney. Larry Delaney. If you've been listening to our podcast over the years, you uh, may wonder if there's ever a face behind it, if we're actually talking or if I'm just making it up with silly voices, but proof on video. We're doing it face-to-face. Here we are. Here we are, and uh, it's May. It's ALS Awareness Month. Uh, this podcast is going up in a few days in totality, but this is also Nurses Week. So we're going to talk a little bit about Larry's involvement in the fight against ALS, the Delaney family, and uh, what's going on with the board decisions to continue making our chapter uh, live up to its mission to support all ALS families. And uh, before we get too far into it, if you want to get involved in the fight against ALS, volunteer, donate, join an event, go to alsphiladelphia.org. It's right there on your computer or cell phone. And uh, follow us on social media, all at ALS Philadelphia. This is the ad side, what I did with my finger. There you go. Uh, so, Larry, thanks for coming in. We've been talking about this for a while, right? Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. So, um, tell us a little bit. You've been involved now in the fight against ALS for... 30 years about, right? Between the time my first wife, Lorraine, uh, came down and was diagnosed with ALS uh, in 1989, so we're talking 29 going on 30, you know, for that, and, uh, you know, Lorraine passed away in 1991, and the following year, 1992, I became a board member and have pretty much been involved in a board and committee relationship with the chapter since that time. Yeah, and uh, you've seen a lot of people, a lot of changes, but I'm impressed by people like you and um, you know, people like Patty and Dan Quinn, Patty Lake Quinn, and uh, Ellen Phillips, who have been with this for forever. Ben Orenstein, you've yeah. probably you've seen Dale a lot of changes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's many names that have been uh, involved with the chapter for over 15 years, and some longer than I have been. So I've been for you know 35 years or so. I think that having people like yourself and those leaders makes new patients and new board members and volunteers know that there's some stability and comfort. You know, there's people who've been through this that can help. Yes, I, I believe you're correct. I, I think also having a history of what the chapter has done in the past and tried and what worked well, what didn't work too well, I, I think that is uh, good for old board members to be able to uh pass that information on to the newer board members. And you you didn't join the board right away. It's not like you came in and said, my wife has ALS, I want to join the board. Um, no. When did you join the board after she passed away? Uh, about a year after she passed away, uh, I was invited to a uh, board retreat to participate and see what the board was about. Mm-hmm. Following that, I was invited to become a board member, which I did, and that was 1992. And how many staff did the chapter have then? Uh... <laughs> Probably two or three at the most. Yeah, we, we didn't even have Sue Walsh or Elisa Bradley yet. No. And so you've, you've seen a lot of changes over the last 30 years. Uh, the chapter has grown significantly, which is good and bad. You know, it's good that we have grown, that we have received the contributions and the donations to allow us to do that and to be able to provide services you know, to our patients it's bad in the fact that it's been needed that we've had it grow. Right. It's been nice to have found answers to this so that the 
the chapter eventually uh, will, will not be needed any longer once we find out what is causing it and how to, how to take care either from a treatment standpoint or from a prevention standpoint. Yeah, and I'm sure you didn't want to have to be here for 30 years. No one, I didn't want to be here for seven years. Um, you know, we all want this disease, well, work ourselves out of a job kind of thing. The board wants to do that too. We, we talk about the time that we're going to have a, a party, oh. you know, when, uh, when the board is no longer needed. Yeah. And, and so your role on the board is overseeing programs, right? What does that mean to people yeah. who are listening? Uh, I'm the chair of the programs committee. And the programs committee oversees the uh, care services that we provide for our patients and their families, advocacy and public awareness so that we can get the word out as to what can be done to help us get to a point where government and others are helping our cause, uh, mostly financially, but also as far as general awareness. And then third, research. Uh, the, the research portion of, of what we do uh, from a committee standpoint is to you know, try to pick out the best projects that are available and have been approved by our national organization. And I think this is a really good way of organizing things. Uh, you know that care services, it doesn't exist on its own. Advocacy and awareness don't exist on their own. They're all intertwined. So our, our amazing ALS treatment centers, our clinics, they get people involved in research. They depend on advocacy. The research funds the advocacy, the research too. The, the advocacy funds research. Yes. Research validates all the others. All nothing exists yes. on its own. And that's why we made a recent change to put all those uh, programs under one committee, so that they because they do interact with each other and uh, what is done in one area affects other areas. And I'm sure, because the research has grown by leaps and bounds over the last 30 years, I'm sure you've seen that um, interconnection grow over that time. People are seeing how each thing works together to improve each other, right? Yes, yes. Uh, many of our patients are very active in advocacy. Uh, they go to Harrisburg, they, they go to uh, New Jersey and Delaware, uh, governmental units, mm -hmm. and also uh, to Washington. We have a, a big contingent that goes to Washington every year at this time, since this is ALS Awareness Month, and advocate for, uh, whether it be for legislation that will help the patients, for legislation that will fund research, and for any anything uh, that the government can do or should do uh, for uh, ALS patients. And really what we're doing is we're trying to fund the mission and the mission drives everything that the board decides and that we as the staff do and the volunteers do all the time. We're not just doing it to come to work and just no, do that 100% correct. Yes. You know, we, we need to, in order to fulfill our mission, uh, which has several parts to it, but the main part is to find an end to ALS. In order to get there, you know, we need donations, you know, money is needed to, to fund research. And between the advocacy and the, uh, the research, they are, there are two things that really do go hand in hand from that standpoint. 
So this is ALS Awareness Month. We're going to move towards our podcast in a minute, uh, which uh, you'll be able to find online in a few days. Or, well, by the time you're listening to the podcast, now is now. So this is a whole time issue, right? Uh, but one thing I did want to mention today, because this is also um, Nurse Appreciation Week, National Nurses Week. Yes. So we, our chapter, uh, employs a number of nurses. We want to thank uh, Nurse Sue Walsh. Uh, nurse Erica Smith, um, Nurse uh, Maureen Reed, Nurse Annette Miller. Um, I think those are all of the nurses that. Yeah. Uh, and Gail Hausman, who I see all the time and has done. People love our nurses for good reason. Nurses are the most trusted profession and like profession in the world, or at least the country. Same with social workers, and we employ many social workers at the chapter. Um, what do you want to say about Nurses Week? Our, our nurses are extraordinary, uh, both the, the ones who work for the chapter and the ones that work in the various ALS centers uh, throughout our territory area. And they just do a, a, a great job. They, they really care and love, for, love the patients. And it's so obvious that they do whenever you talk to any one of the nurses. Yeah, we, they're really at the heart of our mission. And our mission is not just to do things mechanically. They approach everything, as you do, from doing this with compassion yeah. and uh, real love for the, the, for the cause, right? Yeah, I think nurses is a special calling. Uh, it, it takes somebody who is compassionate, somebody who medically has been trained and understands the medical part of it, mm-hmm. and just the, the, the way that they treat and care about our patients, uh, the ALS patients in our chapter, it's just beyond anything that you could expect. They they really do a fantastic job. Well, we want to thank all the nurses. We want to thank everyone for watching. And uh, you can continue listening to our podcast, which is now been posted or will be posted again the whole time. (laughs) We're working on this one. Uh, So thank you. And again, if you're watching right now on Facebook Live, get involved at www.alsphiladelphia.org or follow us on all channels at ALS Philadelphia. Thanks, Larry, for doing the video part. Uh, Mention one more thing, if I may. Oh, mention, yes. uh, Two more things. You can get involved. Uh, There are many events that the chapter has throughout the year. Mm -hmm. There are three or four principal ones. The, The Phillies Festival, which is coming up. On June 21st. Yeah, in less than a month, or just over a month. I better be more than a month, because yeah, I don't need time to get rid of <laughs> The ALS Express Ride, it's a, a bike ride that uh, varying distance that ends up in Wildwood. And the ALS walks throughout the area. I believe there's about seven walks right now uh, that take place throughout the uh, territory of the Greater Philadelphia Chapter. And we have a Hershey Walk to Defeat ALS on June 2nd and uh, Hershey Medical Center, which is always one of my favorite events. I'm going to go to that, even though I have Justin Timberlake tickets that night. I'm still going to make sure to get to the Hershey Walk. I'm impressed. Um, And I will, I'm not going to miss the concert. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, we have the Greater Philly Walk, Delaney Strong. is usually a very big presence at those walks. We, uh, in the Philadelphia Walk and the Hershey Walk, though not as big for our team. You add uh, it together. But also the... uh, ALS Express Ride. Yeah, the, the Delaney Strong team has participated for you know over ten years in each of those events, uh, usually having one of the larger teams and also raising some significant money to to help in the fight.
Yeah, so you can get involved with the bike ride at, at the Ride to Defeat ALS at www.gpridetodefeatals.org or the walks at alsphiladelphia.org slash walk to defeat ALS. Um, there's a whole big map of our territory right here, and you can see there's a lot of places you can get involved. If you don't have something near you, just email us and contact us, and I'm sure we'll find a way, right? If you're willing, we'll, we'll make it happen. All right, we're going to continue this on the podcast. Thanks, Larry. And, You're uh, welcome. Thank you, Tony. Now, anyone that's listening, we're continuing the podcast. Hopefully, this is all working fine, and it seems to be. Uh, so, we have uh, Larry Delaney's been working on the chapter for 30 years. Um, I know men, I was named an honorary Delaney member a few years ago, and um, though which I appreciate because my family's not around here. Um, oh, we only have a few minutes on the podcast left. Um, so can you let us know, like, how many people in your family get involved, in what ways, what's important there? Uh, well, it's hard to say how many. There are so many. Yeah. We have... There's uh, more Delaney's we have Smith's, I think. Yeah, there could be in the yeah. chapter, maybe. Yeah. But between my brothers and sisters, uh, children, my brothers and sisters, you know, children and their children even, you know, we're, we're down to, you know, three levels now. My level being the oldest of them. Uh, but we have, and then so many friends, uh, our, our team for the walk has been over 200 members in certain years. So, yes, the Delaney Strong team is a, a very strong mm-hmm. team from numbers and for fundraising. And when you're raising money, um, what's most important to you? Research? Um you, it is very important, you, but you know the value of the care, or is it all just important yeah, together? As it, it, it really is hard to pick out, you know, mm-hmm. what is more important. It's, you know, like when you have more than two kids or more than one child saying, which one is your favorite? Oh, I can do that. I have two kids. I can do yeah, a favorite. So, yeah. <laughs> you have a favorite of the two? Well, one of them's kind of a jerk to me. He's two, but he tells me to go yeah, away. You love them both the same. It depends on the day. But yeah. Yeah, so. so that, you know, choosing between you know, patient services and research, you can't choose between them. They, they have to coexist. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing the level of things we've learned. Um, have you been, you're not happy with the progress until we have a cure, but we do have a new drug that came out last year. Um, are you, have you been pleased with what you've seen, the direction of the chapter and, and the organization in general with research yeah. and care development? Yeah, I mean, certainly... I'd like to see the progress be faster. Everybody would like to see right. that. But I, I think significant progress is being made, particularly in the last, uh, I'll say, 10 years. There has been a lot of direction given to the research. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think originally not much was known, so trying to find out what was causing, what was happening, was a little bit more difficult. Now the it's, it's like a funnel. You know, you, you put a lot of things into it. Now we're down to the ones that seem to, that we're able to target exactly, or the researchers, and not me, uh, the researchers are able to target exactly what some of the problems are and try to find cures for those problems. And now we, we know some genetic issues. We know about biomarkers more than we did before. That was something, even since I started here, that yeah. there really wasn't a lot going on biomarkers and 
uh, 10 yeah. years ago. That's that been a concentration the last several years, yeah. trying to identify biomarkers so that the disease can be diagnosed earlier and that the patients can get help earlier. Some of it goes over my head. It's <laughs> a lot to read, and you've been doing it for a while, so sometimes yeah. sometimes it seems obvious, and sometimes, like, oh, of course, that makes yes. sense. I, I love the layman descriptions. Mm -hmm. You know, they're... they're Far from layman descriptions. Well, one time I went to a researcher and said, so is it like this? I'm like, oh, yeah, it was. Well, I said that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so we're always trying to improve on that. Um, you know, is it all right if we talk about Karen for a minute? Oh, sure. I, I don't want to respect. So um, Karen was diagnosed only a few months before I started here. In 2011. Um, yeah, so I started in 2011. My grandfather had ALS, so I came here, connection. But I feel more connected because of her than even my grandfather because she lived with it longer. Not that I, I mean, I had my own personal connection, but I saw it more directly just with her, and I, I saw her as much as I saw my grandfather a few years. Um, what's been it, what's, and then last year when she passed away, there were so many people that came out. What's that like with how much love there was for your, for your family, knowing that, you know, it's really hard, but everyone wants to be involved and help. Yeah. Uh, I mean, personally, mm -hmm. it, it, I, I was, very proud of the person that Karen was, both in the way she handled the disease, but also in the way she lived her life, uh, you know, before the disease. I mean, she had so many people that cared for her, that were very good friends with her, and during her sickness, they showed that. Mm -hmm. uh, she had so much help during, the, the, during her progress with the disease. And it's, I have a hard time putting into words, you know, just how much that means to see how she touched so many people in her life. Uh, and Karen was a nurse. We were talking about Nurses Week. Uh, I often told people she was the perfect nurse. I mean, she, she was in, fairly intelligent and had the ability to know the medical end of it. But she also had the compassion and love you know, for the people that she cared for. And yeah. if uh, if Karen did anything, she was going to do it right. And if she didn't know the answer, she was going to find out the answer. And as I, like, to repeat what I just said, you know, she was a, her personality was perfect, you know, for being a nurse. I, I agree. I, I um, And I always felt that it was her, but also your whole family, Susan, Chrissy, uh, Kathy, her sisters, when they jokingly, I want to put in air quotes, we're not on video now, you can see it, but um, referred to me as part of the family, they seem to include everyone in the family. Like, yes. They don't really talk about people being friends so much as, like, if you're an acquaintance, you're a friend to your family. But if you're a friend, you're actually a family member. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's very true. That's the way they felt uh, that so many people had helped that they were all family. Yeah. And I, you know, from me to you, and to an extension of your family, I think that being here has made me want to be a better friend and treat more of my friends like their family members. And I, I know from seeing a lot of people here, and you probably think may feel this way too from all the experiences you've had, because you've obviously you've lost people in your family, but you've lost a lot of friends now too. Yes. As I try and oh, sure. appreciate those connections I have, and if I, even if I don't show it as much as I should, um, it makes me want to appreciate the lives lives I have around me. And hopefully be a better friend and family member to them. Uh, yes, I, I think Karen did teach us, you know, what it meant to be a friend. Yeah. You know, she 
was a true friend to so many people, and I believe she was the best friend to many people. Yeah. A lot of her friends were in the category of best friend. And we're going to go down to Washington, D.C. I'm going to be there. Um, uh, Karen's cousin Chantel will be there. Um, Chrissy yes. will be there. And they continue on. And members of Congress who will see remember the family and their staff remember them a lot of the time. Um, but that family didn't extend to just the chapter. It was the whole ALS community and beyond that, too. But there's lots of patients and families that they met in D.C. that continue to be connected, which is really special. Yes, and if you're on Facebook at all and you're friends with any one of our family, you'll see that we're all tied into ALS patients across the country. And that's a, that's a really special thing about the ALS community is people don't exist. No one has to feel alone. We know how isolating ALS can feel. And I, I think that's part of the mission of the ALS Association is to make sure no one feels isolated. Cause yes. Uh, I, I know in talking to other ALS patients, they have told me that, you know, Karen taught them a lot. I know from talking to Karen, she learned a lot from other ALS patients. Mm -hmm. So it is a, a community that helps each other. Yeah. You know, that the, the patients really do help each other. They share their stories. Uh, sometimes they're uh, not for publication necessarily, yeah. but, you know, within themselves, they, they do share a lot of information. Which is great for ALS, but it's really how we should all be. You yes. know, I should be like that better for my neighbors, and we should be that for our family members, whether they're sick or in financial trouble or just stressed out. It's you know, it, being here kind of gives you a better sense of how you should treat others. I think it it, it puts things in perspective a little bit. Yeah. You know, you, you realize that some of the things in the past that might have bothered you really weren't that important. And that when you, you see ALS patients and what they are going through with, with their life and the, what they've had to give up, mm. you know, it, it makes you realize that your lot in life is probably pretty good. Yeah, I, I feel that way a lot. I feel very fortunate. Um, and I think even when things go bad, I remember yes. what makes me for And having kids, obviously, makes you feel that way. Yes. I'm glad that my son got to meet Karen and... Um, yeah, I have a good picture of them at Longwood Gardens. And speaking of Longwood Gardens, that's a thing that programs do is we have events beyond our fundraising events for our families to that include them. Yeah, as far as the care services, the services we provide for our patients, yes, there are things like a Longwood Gardens trip, uh, a holiday party. There, there are things, uh, caregiver days, mm -hmm. that we do for the patients and families that are not intended to be fundraising. They're intended to be able to help the ALS families live as normal a life as, as they can. And has that been something that you found has been important to the chapter and the board, um, is making sure that everyone has, that it's not just about raising money. It's about improving lives, and sometimes it's about raising money at the same time, but sometimes it's just giving people those connections and the dollars and the mission will come later. This is important. Well, yeah, certainly, we'll say Longwood Gardens. You know, an event like that is important so that patients can get out, and it is not a fundraising event. However, it does cost money to do that. Mm -hmm. So part of the fundraising that comes from other areas, you know, does pay for the patients to be able to do that. 
and that's that's valuable. That's what we're here for. We're not just here to collect money and raise money for nothing. We're here to raise money for those kind of things. That is correct. Yeah, we we try to be in a you know situation that we raise money to to do provide for the patients the care that they should receive, and from a research standpoint, to be sure that the various grants and projects that we receive applications for, that all of those research projects that have uh, significant merit for ALS are funded. Well, we mentioned uh, your family before a few times, and one of them just posted on our Facebook on the live videos from Chantel saying hello to two of our favorite people. So people are watching <laughs> Hi, you. Hi, Chantel. <laughs> She's not going to hear that now because this is recorded. So, well, um, when she does listen to this. <laughs> but we want more people to listen. Um, we only have a couple minutes left before my disk space uh, expires, apparently. Uh, so we mentioned people can get involved in the walk. Um, what's the one message you want people to get that you want people to get involved with in 2018? Get involved in whatever way suits you. That's a good answer. You know, as long as you get involved. Uh, being a, a volunteer is something that pays back more than you give as far as I'm concerned. Uh, if you have some talent, some interest, some skills, share those skills with others. You know, have those times when you do participate, uh, whether as a, a full volunteer for something year-round, whether it be seasonal, but in some way participate. And participating in walks, in, in the ride, the bike ride, in the, uh, the Phillies Festival, uh, any other event that we have, some of which and most of which are fundraisers, join them. You know, the, the amount of funds that come from every individual is not as important as it is that you participate uh, in the events. And like you said, they're fundraisers, but they're also fun. We try and make every event a happy, enjoyable event. Yeah. ALS is tough, but we want it to be a good day for everybody. Yes. Uh, I, I know at the walks, seeing the patients talk to each other when they see each other face-to-face, -face, that's one of the highlights of the walks. I mean, it was for Karen. And I think it's for everybody, yeah. I, from other patients I've talked to, that is one of the highlights. So when there's a number of people there, you know, the more the merrier, as they say. Well, we want people to be merry. Um, and so you can get involved, find all of these events on our calendar or more ways to help at alsphiladelphia.org. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I think there's others. All at ALS Philadelphia. I know you're always tweeting, right, Larry? Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yet to do my first tweet. I can show you later if you want. Um, Facebook, yes. Uh, so you can get involved in many ways and donate, volunteer, advocate. Um, either, either way, we've got great board members who've been here for a long time, like Larry, who um, will make sure you have a good experience. That we will. All right. Thank you, Larry. Thanks you to all our board members, staff, and everyone else. Uh, we appreciate your help. And uh, please get involved in the fight against ALS. All right. Thanks, Tony, and thanks to everybody for listening.